You've got all the tools, what's stopping you? There's no limit to what you can do. It's time to take your future in your hands. Don't listen to what they say you can't do. Think of all the things that you could do. As long as you believe in yourself. You only fail if you don't try. We only live until we die. So come on, come on, come on and listen to my show. House Flipping HQ Podcast. Come on, come on, come on. It's time to take control of your future at last. House Flipping HQ Podcast. Control your future at last. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Direct mail is the number one method myself and most other investors are using in today's market to buy discounted investment properties. And yellowletters.com is the company we use to get the job done for us. Not only are the folks at yellowletters.com expert marketers, but they are real estate investors themselves. So they understand exactly what you need to be successful in this business. Contact a rep at yellowletters.com today to begin working on a direct mail campaign that fits your real estate investment needs and budget. And mention the code HFHQ to get 10% off your next order. Need funding for your deals? Looking to take your current house flipping business to the next level? Anchor Loans is one of only two companies that we currently are using to get our house flipping deals funded. Whether you're looking to get partial or full funding, Anchor Loans has a program that will work for you. And if you are a seasoned investor doing a higher volume of deals, ask them about their line of credit program, something that we are currently getting started on as well. For more information, visit anchorloans.com. And as always, mention my name, Justin Williams, or House Flipping HQ, so they know where you came from. Uh, 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 What's going on, everyone? Man, it's been a week already. I sure have missed you guys. You know, it sure is nice to have someone who likes to listen to you every once in a while. Sure is wonderful. Uh, anyway, want to thank my three cute little kiddos for their help uh, as my backup singers to that intro song. It took a few takes, but we finally got it figured out. Man, those guys are a handful, but they sure make life fun and worth living. So really appreciate them. Today, as always, we have another amazing, mind-blowing, content-full podcast here uh, for you on the House Wing HQ podcast. And I'm super excited to share that with you. First, wanted to share, a, I got a, a call from my brother this morning actually a text, and then I called him back. He's looking to hire an assistant already. My brother, Steven, who's only been doing this business for four months, is going to hire a part-time assistant, and we were discussing kind of ways that he could go about that. Yesterday, he pulled in another $15,000 wholesale fee, which now brings him up to three deals, 
and I believe it's like $38,000 in total profit. And he's only been doing this business for four months. So I'm not here to say, oh, it's super easy. But the guy has been taking crazy action, doing everything I've been telling him to do. And even a lot of things on his own. He's just making it happen. I'm super proud of him, super excited. Uh, it's going to change his life, literally. It will change his life. And now he's already looking to grow and... Anyway, I'm, I just couldn't be happier right now. So good job, Steve-O. You're the man. Well-deserved. You work super hard. And I just can't wait to see uh, you know, what the future holds for you, what the, what the now holds for you, right? Living in the moment, right? Good for you. So just kind of a, I don't know, you guys you guys can do this. You know, He's just taking the steps, um, the basic steps that we talk about. He's failing forward. He's making it happen. And just going for it, right? This is not a secret to this business. It's daily actionable steps that we continue taking even when we have um, you know bumps in the road we just keep going we don't get overhyped or over crazy and ha ah, you know it's just <laughs> just one step in front of the other right one day at a time make it happen progress a little bit of time and you will eventually reach your dreams so speaking of taking action and failing fast, um, we are, as you know, in the midst of our beta program for the Fail Fast Flipping Coaching and Implementation Program. And oh, it's been another amazing week. I just love seeing these guys take action, making things happen, and all the education they're learning. And now we are about to enter our implementation phase, which is going to be super fun. And I've, from all the feedback I'm getting from these from all these guys, from all the learning I've been, all the things I've been learning, I'm now able to build out this incredible, the real, the big, the actual fell fast flipping program. And I'm going to actually, right after I get done with this, I'm going to finalize the syllabus and all the details and start making a video to lay out all the details of that program. It will be bar none, the best building a house flipping business coaching and implementation program available in the market at the most affordable price uh, for for what you're getting. So super excited to release that information to you guys. Um, I will have you more info by next week and we'll probably have an information page up that you can go check out. But for now, you can sign up for the uh, webinar that we do and I will go through that in great detail next Thursday on that webinar. So go to housefinghq.com slash webinar and it's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm just giving the house away. I'm giving it all. All right. And the reason I'm doing this is because I want to build something great. I want to help you guys out. And I just feel like, you know what, regardless of what I make back from this, if I create something great and help a lot of people, I know it's going to be beneficial to me in one way or the other, and I get a great amount of satisfaction out of seeing you guys succeed anyway. So we're just going for it, right? I'm doing way more than I initially planned, but that's okay because I'm passionate about it. I'm excited about it, and I'm not going to put something out there that isn't um, just absolutely incredible. So look out for that. Go to housewomenhq.com slash webinar to sign up for that webinar, and we will have some more information and probably send out a little teaser um, a video that I, I made yesterday in this week's newsletter as well. So be looking for that. All right, guys. So for today, you are in luck. You have heard us talk about the 60-day challenge, uh, which is done uh, with Iris. You know, I just actually emailed her and I'm like, Iris, how do you pronounce your last name? I really have no idea. It's either 
veneration or veneracion or something like that, or maybe both. I don't know. Um, did I just snort? Hopefully I didn't pick up on the mic. Anyway, uh, so it was awesome because Iris runs a 60-day program, and it's all about getting people to take action, and that's part of the reason I wanted to interview her. She has three clubs. She's just a go-getter, a great overall person, and we talk a ton about building a business and taking action and making things happen, and it's just phenomenal hearing about it. So let's get to it with the ooh ah, fabulous Iris Veneration. All right, Iris, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you. We were talking ahead of time, and we both mentioned how you know, we, we've never really, we've kind of met in passing, but we've never really had a chance to talk. So it's so great to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm totally excited. This is awesome to finally actually see you face to face and speak to you for a little bit more than, like you said, in passing. Yeah, we, I think we run in a lot of the same circles. So we, we both hear everybody else talking about how awesome the other person is, but we've never had a chance to talk. So. <laughs> Yay. So this is great. All right. So let's uh, give a quick, quick background, kind of tell us a little bit about your story, how you got involved in investing, um, and we'll go from there. Awesome. Okay. So my story begins, um, well, maybe I should just say I started full-time investing back in 2003. And uh, the reason why I started was I actually came, I have a mortgage background. And so I worked for a mortgage company. It was, it was E-Trade at the time that had a huge mortgage operations. And a really great time to be in mortgage. I don't know if you remember back then. I mean, it was just blowing up. The rates were low and uh, people were in the mortgage industry were making mad, mad money. Uh, And around that time, you know, I read a little book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I know has affected so many investors that I know. And it just kind of, you know, gave me a different perspective on, you know, that I'm making so much money for this, you know, for this corporate entity and I could be doing it for myself. And, you know, the interesting thing about doing loans as well was, you know, I had a lot of clients that, you know, also had rental properties and I saw the income they were making and, you know, just a number of, um, you know, what their portfolios look like. And I'm like, you know what, this is very interesting. I kind of like this. I'm going to, you know, give it a go. And uh, I was really fortunate because someone I worked with who ended up being my business partner, um, you know, she approached me while we were working crazy days, like 16 hour days, 16, six days a week. And she's like, Hey, you want to go flip a house? And I'm like, what the hell is that? Right. <laughs> and, uh, she had done one before made all her mistakes. And she said, you know, let's search. It's a good time in the market right now. So while we were working our crazy 16 hour days, I was out there on the MLS looking for deals, looking for deals. And I finally got one. And, um, and it's a funny story, actually. She had gone on vacation to Fiji and she was gone for 10 days. Wow. And we had been looking for months, you know, for a house to flip. And so while she was gone, I get this house under contract. And uh, I remember picking her up at the airport at LAX. And I'm like, hey, I got a house. I got a house. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, let me take And I had the flyer. And I remember, I think it said it was like, you know, 325 was a list price on the flyer. And she's like, great. What did you buy it for? And I'm all 330. And her face just just like, no, that is not how you buy a house to flip. And, you know, so anyway, to make a long story short, I, the first house I got made all the mistakes. I, you know, I bought it too high. It was already in great condition. There wasn't much value I could add. However, again, this was back in 2003. And um, at that time, no, you couldn't make a mistake. (laughs) So we, you know, I still closed it. I went in and rehabbed it again. That was my first house, did all my mistakes on it and still managed to pull a profit. And I'm like, Hey, this is cool. 
Wow. Really like this. And, and so, you know, what, and, you know, that was big chunk money. And so at the time I still had my job and then I was thinking, you know, how can we transition? Because, you know, I'd rather work 16 hour days for myself. For sure. 16 hour days for someone else. And so, um, you know, that's how we kind of started our process, started looking for more deals. And I also realized at the time that, you know, the flipping stuff is great and you make big chunk money, which is great for vacations and clothes and nice cars and nice houses, <laughs> but it doesn't build wealth. And so I created a secondary plan to go with that. I wanted to flip in California where there was appreciation and opportunity, right. but I needed some cash flow. And back at the day, back then, it was really hard to get cash flow here. So we were taking a lot of our capital that we were earning and buying um, out-of-state properties for cash flow. Awesome. So that's kind of how it all it how it began, you know, with my first big mistake, and we it just kind of catapulted, and we started buying more houses. And within like four months of closing that first deal, I quit my job. Wow, nice. And just went for it. And then you know it's really funny because a couple of years later, Robert Kiyosaki came out with another book, and it was called before you quit your job or something. I'm like, shoot, I already did it. But, you know, the good thing, you know, I don't recommend necessarily everyone just going out and quitting your job. Um, I think there's a lot of value in having like a stable or a consistent income, let's say, and also a W-2 income if you need to get, you know, conventional financing and stuff like that. Uh, however, the one thing that it did do for me was it made me extremely focused. Yes. I mean, it was like burning the ships. Yep. So as soon as I quit, I was so focused and within like three months of quitting, I think I had like instantly like 12 houses under contract in you know, various stages. So it's just uh, focus is so important if you're going to do uh, this business. Well, that's awesome. Well, I mean, you didn't just quit your job. You got going in the business, you got a deal, you closed a deal, and then you quit your job because you had a chunk of change, right? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I should probably pre-qualify that a little bit. I mean, uh, again, like I said, people were making mad money in the industry back then. And so I had a decent enough savings yeah. that I could go out on a limb and, and knew I could survive uh, if, you know, if it was dry, because I knew I was starting something new. It's a yeah. startup. And what was also really critical for me at the time was, um, you know, uh, Part of the projects I was doing in the beginning was buying uh, at trustee sales, mm -hmm. actually in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about trustee sales over there, and I think it's still the same, I haven't done it obviously in years, but the great thing about trustees sales out in Atlanta is they happen all on one day of the month, the first Tuesday of the month. So it was really easy as a California investor to get all the data, do the research. I had a partner out in Atlanta who would do all the legwork and then come the day of the sale, you you know, we would arrive with 30 houses that we wanted to bid on. And and my partner and I would fly there with all our California cashier's checks and buy them at the sale. And it made it very easy. I mean, here in California, obviously, it's so different because it's happening every day. Yeah. But uh, that was a good uh, that was a good fun thing. So I say that because in the beginning, you know, not only did I have my savings, but I had a whole um, network of friends who all had this, you know, cash that they were making, but didn't have time or, uh, or the knowledge to go out and invest. So I, I already had a good pool of people that uh, I could work with that were interested in being like a private money source for me. Awesome. So you started here, you did a flip, things went well, then you started going out of state, did some rentals, and then, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe now you're all back in California, right? Yeah, everything's back in California. 
As we all know, everyone, you know, a market downturn, 2006, 2007, everything crashed. And um, and the story I have behind that is, well, you know, I had a lot of stuff and had a lot of rentals and they were great and they did cash flow. And the biggest lesson I learned from having out-of-state rentals is property management. And I found that uh, I was a really bad manager of my property manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's so critical, it when you, especially when you hold out-of-state Property is so critical to just stay on top of your property management. And I think, uh, you know, when you're a California investor and you're kind of hands off, you can get taken advantage of if you yep. don't stay on top of it. So yep. I just, you know, I, during the time, you know, I, I got rid of a lot of properties. I sold a lot of properties. Unfortunately, I had a short sale, a lot of properties as well. But then I took all that money and parlayed it back to California when the market started going good. I mean, I know there was like a time there where it was so flat and nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a good thing I had some rental income. You know, I had, you know, financial obstacles just like any other successful yep. real estate investor yep. Yep. and, uh, you know, overcame them as well. And I'm so happy to say that all my rentals are now in California. Again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So now what's really interesting, what I love about this market is you can fix and flip here. Uh-huh. And you can hold uh, real estate. And that makes yeah. me so excited about California, Southern California. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Very cool. Well, um, yeah. Thanks for yeah, I, all that. I, I knew some of that. I didn't know all that because I just read your bio right like five minutes before this interview. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, that's really cool. I, I could, we, we could have a discussion, but I'm sure you've, uh, this isn't, it's your interview. We could have a discussion on your comment about you can't build wealth through flipping, but uh, anyway, anyway, okay, that's another no, no, story for another I day. I Justin, trust me, I, <laughs> flipping is like, it's like, it's like crap. I love to flip, it's crazy. It's, it's very, very addictive, and, yeah. but I also, I mean, I, you know, I'll make a comment about that. Yeah, okay, that's good, okay. that's good. We can have a, a friendly debate here, live on the show, no worries. <laughs> I absolutely love flipping, and you know, uh, my life today is about lifestyle design, you know, yeah. Everyone wants to get into this business because they want to be free. They want uh-huh. to be able to make choices. Uh-huh. And the thing for it for me was, I you know yes I have a lot I have a good rental portfolio now and I don't have to work as much as I used to before, and I like having nice things. I like spending <laughs> money. Yeah. And so I can sit there and live like a totally you know horrible. Well, I don't want to say horrible, but very um, what's the word for it? Um, we know when you're kind of scrimpy. What's the word for it? I can't even think. Scrum- it scrounger? Even, yeah, scr- <laughs> it doesn't even exist in my vocabulary, right? <laughs> or I can live, you know, you know, the whole thing about, you know, don't you just don't spend on a latte every day because it's over this, you yeah, know, no. your course of a year, you spend this much money and if you no. invest that, not that that's bad or anything, I'm just saying, well, if I want a latte every day, I better make more money. Yeah, I'm the same, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, flipping, I think, will always be a component of my life because I enjoy it and uh, find it very amusing and fun. And at the same time, I want to build, you know, just keep building my rental portfolio. So if I choose to flip or not flip at all, everything will still be cool. Yeah, totally. No, I I totally agree. And even with, you know, for me, my story, and I don't want to get into the listeners, most of them already know my story, but three years ago, my goal is to set out to have enough rentals to have more income coming in than going out, you know, get out of the rat race, be financially free. Um, And I very quickly run out of money, run out of my private money lenders money. 
and I had, so I had 12 rental properties I acquired over three months, which was the most properties I'd ever bought in that short period of time. Uh And so I sold the last four because I had to pay the bills, right? And I made like more money from those four houses than, it was enough to take care of me and my family and the bills for like over a year. And I was like, I wonder if I could do this every month. And that's (laughs) when I, that's when I started flipping a high volume and you know that financial freedom that i thought was going to take me 5 10 15 20 years to get i was able to acquire in in a year or two mm-hmm. you know and it, and it, and i put together systems to build my business that allows me to flip close to 100 houses a year and i can pretty much other but now i do you know all this teaching and stuff and it takes a lot more time cuz of course we have the curse of the entrepreneur that we were talking about before where we keep taking on more than we should, right? Uh, yeah. But as far as my house flipping business goes, you know, it has helped me create uh, that wealth that we talked about to where I could buy my financial freedom through passive income if I wanted to today because of that. I mean, anyway, there, there are pros and cons to both, but flipping can be a job if you don't make it a business and create mm-hmm. the right systems, right? So um, anyway, all right. <laughs> no, no, it's you're, very- I, you're absolutely right. I totally 100% agree with you. I'm all about the systems and, and doing this as a business, not just as a hobby. So. Yes. Yes. And I love the, what you said about the lattes. Now, just to qualify this statement, I don't think I spend as much money as Iris. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, you, you're, <laughs> you, you know, you have some really cool sunglasses you're wearing and you know, you dress really nice. but but i do agree 110 percent. i see a lot of people and this isn't a bad thing some people do need help with their finances so i'm not i want to be careful with how i say this but i see a lot of people out there that they focus so much time on trying to save pennies that they miss out on the opportunity to make thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars by improving their skill set getting out there, taking action, making things happen. Yeah, from the lattes, you can flip one house and have a, buy lattes for the rest of your life, right? I mean, yeah, you gotta, why not? You gotta, there, there's a balance. There's some people that any money they make, they go out and spend it and then they don't have any cushion. But then you have another group of people who just, it's like you work so hard and then they don't reward themselves in any way. And that's not cool either, I don't think. I think, so. I think the right word you said was balance. There is definitely a balance to it all, so. Yeah, totally. I just hope that any uh, person that enters this business, you know, does find that balance because I think it's important. And it's balanced in all areas, not just the spending and the financial part, but, you know, the spiritual, the psychological, sure. mental part. Yeah, I, I I agree completely. And for me, that's always, uh, I think it's for, for everybody. Our daily struggle is always finding that balance. And <laughs> my wife and I were joking yesterday about how it's not so much like here's the balance the balance is like over here sometimes and you're <laughs> over here sometimes you know but you got to try to keep that balance so cool all right this is fun right. I, I like you iris you're you're fun to talk to well i like um, you, justin this is great <laughs> let's keep going before let's... we hate each other no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> before we get any like big debates about uh uh i've gotten in some pretty big debates with people about whether you should hold or flip. And I'm not against holding at all. I'm actually for it in a lot of ways. But it's funny how people will like, I don't know, they'll they'll go at me like when I talk about how great flipping can be. And it's pretty funny. Oh, so. my God. You know, I've encountered the same kind of uh, the resistance as well. I mean, there are some people out there that are so out of it about holding. And, and it's great. And, you know, my big argument is just, you know, I, I want the lifestyle. So I'm going to yeah. do it. And uh, again, I can't give, I can't say enough of it. It's, it's about the balance. I think, uh, 
Yeah, it's about the balance. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so let's talk a little more about your business and how what you're doing currently. How are you buying, financing, rehabbing, and selling these houses? Systems you have and, and stuff like that. Okay, so um, I definitely, definitely have a team working with me. The one, th the first thing I learned straight off the bat was I can't do this alone for yeah. sure. You know, there, there's certain things that you discover that you're really good at that in the beginning, you have to do all of it, right? You have mm -hmm. to do all of it. You have to negotiate, you have to find the leads, you gotta do, uh, you gotta be good with the contracts, you gotta know how to close. And, you know, and all that comes with the experience of doing the deals and whatnot. And as you move along, you realize what are you good at and what do you suck at? And I think one of the biggest things um, that I had to overcome and learn as a business owner was how to delegate. So that was like, uh, that was a big aha moment for me. I remember the first time I hired an assistant, I could not let go of the fact that she could do it anywhere half as good as me. Yep. And then what I discovered when I finally let go, um, you know, my assistants or my, uh, my employees actually could create, when I actually gave them the freedom to create, they actually yes. did so many things better than I could ever yep. do. And that was like magical for me. So number one, uh, you know, you do a big believer again in taking action. So you kind of have to go through it yourself to understand all the moving parts. And then as soon as you get, you know, what you're good at, then it's time to delegate. So one of the other things I did in my business as well was um, as I hired my assistants or employees to work on, on different areas of my business, I also made it a point that they also created the systems. They wrote the systems as they were doing it. Awesome. So we would sit here, have a discussion. This is what needs to be done. We would try it a few times, see what works, what doesn't work. And as soon as we knew it worked, we would have all the process. I call them policies and procedures written down, you know, in a, in a, what do you call this, on a soft format, so online. And we kept a, a policy procedure manual online. And we also kept a hard copy policy and procedure. So if I ever, if the, you know, this person moved up or we had to replace that person, they can always take that book home or, you know, there's okay. always a place where they could see where, uh, how, the, how the procedures were lined up. So, when you hire them, do you tell them you're creating a manual so I can easily replace you yep. if, if I don't uh, yeah, like you? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. Because when I hire people, I say, look, the goal here isn't just to keep you in this assistant position, for example. Our goal here is to help you grow and maybe move into other areas. I want awesome. you to invest as well. I want you to become free. So the goal here is I want you to make that manual so good so when you move into another position, or in the event that you have to leave, it'll be yeah. easier just to transition someone in. And they yeah, all understand much. that. And so totally. they write accordingly. What, what, are, what are some of those positions? Okay, well, um, and the height, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about this the other day when we were doing a lot of properties. And, uh, and when I say a lot of properties, not anywhere to the tune that you do. God, Justin. No, no, no. <laughs> a lot of properties for us was about 25, 30. Um, you know, I had several positions. I had a bookkeeper. I had uh, an assistant um, that, uh, what do I call it? The director of, um, what do you call this? Club relations and member relations for my club. Yeah. She's awesome. And she pretty much runs my entire club for me. That's awesome. And all the social media and all the um, admin in the back. Um, so I have her, I had a, an acquisitions manager and I also had a project manager who would do all the rehabs and also a property manager who would do all the property management for our holds. And of course I had, my team also consisted of several 
um, what do you call this, uh, uh, contractors right. who would be on the different projects. So I actually had a project manager that managed my contractors on the different ones. And I had actually one more other position. It was, she was a closing specialist that would just simply work on all the escrows. Love it. So, I mean, that's that I would say that was at the height. I mean, I don't have all those positions anymore For because, sure. yeah. you know, when as the market changes and stuff, you grow and you, you have to you adjust. Yes. And you, you shrink accordingly. Always. So, um, but the most important ones I have is I still have my project manager and my property manager and my bookkeeper. And of course, mm-hmm. Joanna is still my right hand person in the club. So Runs she's the club. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the same way. Anytime, you know, anytime I take on a new business or a new venture, my first thought is, okay, what needs to happen? And then who can I have do it pretty much? And how can yes, I do it? Exactly. That was so important uh, for us is how can I get, how can I replace myself as quickly yeah. as possible? And, uh, and yeah, you know, sometimes it's a transition period, yeah. but you just work out the kinks and you keep on going. And I love that you mentioned like a lot of people have a hard time letting go, but that's so important. And at first they're not going to be able to do the job as good as you, of course, because they haven't been trained. But once they learn how to do that, they will do it so much better than you because oh God, it's their crazy. job. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I get surprised all the time yep. and I love it. It's great. Uh, Robert you know, and I, thing, oh. no, go ahead. No, the one thing I just remember, um, you know, just a fun factoid, it w- we would create some systems and uh, in order to test them, we would leave the country. Yeah. So we would literally take, you know, on purpose, take like a three week vacation to test the systems because awesome. I think Robert Kiyosaki said it somewhere like, you know, oftentimes you end up being the bottleneck of your own business. Yes. So if you can true. take yourself out of it and it runs better when you're not there. Um, and so we actually kind of ran with that and said, okay, well, let's go on vacation and see if yep. we made any money or lost any money. <laughs> no, it's, it's it funny. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I remember a huge breakthrough in my business several years ago was when I left, I was at a seminar for several days and I was kind of freaking out because I was worried that things were going to fall apart and they actually ended up working better when I left. Not only that, but the people stepped up because they knew it was up to them. So you yeah. have to give them, empower them, and give them that that power. Um, Robert and I, I mentioned that Robert Fergoso and I were talking yesterday about some business and stuff. And it's funny because whenever I talk to someone like Robert or somebody else, we cause like problems or follow-up doesn't happen. Things don't happen like they're supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, Robert, like I'm writing down everything we talked about. I'm going to put it in an email so our team can make sure it, it happens because mm-hmm. we're not going to make it happen. Like we just, we have too much going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's way, your team can actually be way better than you. I, people don't believe it, but it's so true. So it's totally true. And, and I just want to point out what you said. You have to empower them when you give yes. them, when you give them the ability or the, or the creativity, if you give them their own creative right to create something i mean it's amazing if you just let them go and run and and know and they know that you trust them to make right decisions i mean is it always going to be right no um but you know can you correct most mistakes absolutely um just so long as they don't cost too much money but you know exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes we are very clear in our team with okay these are the things that you check with me on and these are the things that you run with right yeah, well, um, exactly. And, you know, like even I mean, and that even goes down to like uh, even like project management or even property management systems. You know, if it's I, I want three quotes minimum, if the job is going to be five hundred dollars or more minimum, right. anything less than that. Or, you know, let's say you can set whatever price, you know, two hundred dollars or less, anything less than that. I want you to make the decision so I don't yes. have to hear it. 
Yeah, you know, I totally that, agree. That stuff, yeah. Show me the baby. Don't tell me about the labor pains, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a good analogy. <laughs> I heard my first mentor said that. I, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I've never heard that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I always, with my people that work for me, they always have to come to me. They can never come to me with a question, ever. They have to come up to me with the solution. And mm-hmm. if they want approval, you know, I'll just approve what they came up with because it takes a lot of work to think. And usually it can go one way or the other. It's like, I don't care what color you paint the stupid wall, mm-hmm. just paint it a color that works. Right. I mean, anyway, so no, I'm I sure like you care approach. a little more, but well, no, 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 I like that approach too, where, you, where, you know, uh, if there's an issue, I want you to come up and say, okay, well, give me two or three viable solutions and then let me choose from that. Otherwise, yeah. And put it on me and I'm the bottleneck, remember? Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So like, give me just three simple decisions. Don't, you know, help me come up with the solution, exactly what you said. And uh, and and business will flow a lot easier. Yeah, I think D- Dave Ramsey, I think, called it like, if, if you come in with a monkey on your back, don't give me that monkey. You got to mm-hmm. leave with that monkey still on your back. You got to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, okay, so let's move on. We're, uh, it was good. I like it. Let's, uh. So how are you guys buying houses right now? Okay, so um, I have to admit to you, just in, I, I've been very busy in the last few months working uh-huh. on my rental portfolio. So okay. I know this is a house flipping HQ. No, that's okay. Uh, that's I'm, okay. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I, I want to get your, a, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, there's, uh, so these rentals, man, um, I, in the words of Mick Blackwell, they really do provide a lot of live entertainment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that you can't, that you can't buy, right? God, you can't. It's so very entertaining. Well, at least I'm yeah. going to call it that so it's, I don't pull my hair out. But. No, no problem. Okay, so you're focused more on your, your rental portfolio right now Just, than, yeah, than acquiring um, flips. Yeah, I mean, I've done a few flips this year, not in the volume that I, I'm used to normally doing. Uh-huh. And, and um, I just, I'm like, I was thinking to myself, you know, uh, I have a few that are in the pipeline that are just waiting to close to begin okay. their flips. However, I'm like, what have I been working on the last few months? And, you know, I just closed on several um, unit, multi-unit properties in San Bernardino. So it's been nice. kind of it's been a very interesting journey working on those because most, um, most of my rentals are here in Orange County. So I'm dealing with a totally different animal, a lot of cash flow, but, you know, different breed of tenants and different type of property. So it's been a great learning curve experience for me to go out there, but it's great. That's and once different. these are all settled and... You know, with new tenants and stuff like that, it's going to be, I'm going to be super fabulous. I'm going to buy lots of lattes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have owned several rental properties in lower income areas. And they're, yeah, they're, they're a whole different animal to manage. The cash flow is great as long as you can keep them occupied and every, you know, everything paying their, everyone paying their rent and stuff like that. So management's a little yeah, more intense. It's a little more intensive. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's um, do yeah, this. Yeah. So um, how am I getting... Please. I, I just want to answer your question. Okay, yeah, yeah, asking. perfect. So how am I getting these properties? So I still work with uh, a couple of key agents that I've built relationships with in the, over the last few years, and they definitely bring me some key deals. Um, you know, I'm not seeing as many REOs anymore. A few short sales are coming by here and there. Um, the last few properties I did close were all relationship-based. So this uh, this one that I'm closing in a couple of days, uh, this was someone that I knew 
uh, from before I had purchased a house and he was just now finally getting rid of this one and, and he has a few more. So it's just one of those slow and go things, you know, uh, repeat business type things. So um, I'm excited about that. And then um, the other deal I bought was from a wholesaler. So nice. I'm using a lot more wholesalers and, you know, in the 60 day challenge, you know, we create wholesalers as yeah, well. That's... So a lot of the pool or a lot of the properties I get are even from our own community and our own club, which is very cool and exciting because it's a lot easier to work with people that, you know, absolutely. Why do I know you're a really good coach, regardless of if you flipped a ton of houses this year, I know you're good at helping other people get started. I've interviewed people and talked to people who they talk, they rave about the 60 day challenge. Um, in fact, I, I even get some of my inspiration for how I coach my students from the action that you guys take. So let's dive into detail about that and okay. help people understand how they can kind of take action and get their real estate investing business going. Okay, cool. Maybe I should just start with a disclaimer of sorts. Okay. Um, the 60 day challenge, you know, uh, firstly is absolutely a labor of love. It's totally, it's something that we created that I realized helped so many people and I keep like running into people that have taken it in the past and just like, oh my God, you changed everything. And, um, and so it just, it's a great program and it's a lot of work. Yeah. My disclaimer is this, the 60 day challenge isn't here to teach you anything new about wholesaling because we focus on wholesaling. It is 60 yeah. days, anything new. No, there's no secrets to it. I mean, everything that we teach in the 60 day challenge is available maybe even in your, in your podcast and stuff like that. And, you know, there's so many uh, programs out there that you can get that teach you the basics of wholesaling. Right. So that is what we focus on. And we take it to the next level in the sense that anyone can sit in a class, read a book, learn how to wholesale. And the biggest problem that I saw, especially being a club owner and, mm -hmm. uh, and now, um, you know, we have three clubs now yeah. that I see people come in and out of is that people take these classes, go to seminars, do boot camps, and some of them, you know, pay 20, 30, $40,000 yep. for these huge coaching platforms and they do nothing. They do yes. nothing. They, they're just a perpetual student. And that killed me. That I killed agree. me. I'm like how I like, I looked back at how we became successful. And the reason why was we did take a class. We yep. did pay the 10,000, but we took action. Yep. We took the things that we learned and we actually did it. We actually tried it and we kept going until we actually closed something. So yeah. that is what kind of started our success. Um, and what I also realized with, you know, my, my business partner and I, I mean, we had each other. So we, I, she, I pushed her, you know, let's do this and I'll work on this. And we pushed each other and we were good at different things. So that was good, but we were there to support one another and to move these deals forward. And, you know, again, get results from whatever classes we took. And so we looked at that model and like, well, how can we help people uh, do the same thing? And so the biggest thing was they weren't taking action. So how can we create a program? And you know, uh, my partner hates being called a guru or a coach or anything. <laughs> like that. How do we? How do we just create like a a group? You know, let's call it a mastermind group uh -huh. that will hold each other accountable and make them do the actions that are necessary to succeed in this business. Because it's pretty straightforward. If you read any wholesaling book, it's this, 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 and this. For sure. And then, but what do you do? How do you do it? Yeah. You know, how do you get yourself to? take things. So that's how we structured the 60 day challenge. You're in there for 60 days. You have to apply to get in and you're given tasks on a weekly basis. And if you don't do it, you get kicked out. Boom. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so Period. first, first off, before we dive into more details of the challenge, 
I totally agree with you. There's not really, and usually when you hear about a secret in this business, it's a guru trying to sell you a $40,000 program to really teach you nothing, something that he's probably never been successful at, right? So you're right. It's it's a very, it's so interesting to me how very few people actually are successful who want to be in real estate. They mm -hmm. go, they're a perpetual student, they're a seminar junkie, whatever you want to call it. They go from seminar to group to group to club to club, but they never take action it's almost and they like oh this doesn't work it's like well did you do anything <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so exactly. i love the action taking taking that's what i preach from the top of my lungs every day is take action so i love it so that's great so let's dive into the 60 day what what let's talk more details about the 60 day challenge do you guys meet like what on a weekly basis or how, how do you what are the different things you go over each week what's the action they have to take and i love the accountability that they pay for this program and they get kicked out if they don't. That's huge yeah. accountability. I love it. It is. Well, you know, I, you know, um, I, I don't, well, you know, one of the things that's interesting about the challenge is, you know, they do work as a team. They work as a group. That's another thing that we promote is that you don't have to do this alone. I know this business can be lonely, especially if you're trying to figure out all the moving parts yourself. So mm -hmm. I always encourage them, you know, count on one another for number one, the accountability. And number two, there's so many people out there that are doing it that have had success. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And so our, our whole thing is, you know, we have a very team oriented uh, outlook or perspective when we do the challenge. We're here to help support and help one another. I have a whole team of experienced people that also help and coach uh, and, and support and answer questions. Um, and this team consists of people that have done the challenge and are successful today. And I, I, and I just quickly looked at your podcasting and many of them are in your podcast. So it's oh, really nice. cool that they have like this, uh, you know, this support system around them already. So yeah, Robert um, mentioned that he comes during the hard money lending part. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's surprising to me, you know, it's so amazing how, uh, when you've done this business a little while, how many things you take for granted that you think people yes. know. I've been and, learning that very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I say hard money. Oh yeah. Anyone can get a hard money loan or, you know, just apply with a hard money. And just do it. It's, it's easy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, you know, we actually give opportunities like that in the challenge where we actually walk through what is a hard money loan and how do you get approved. Yeah. And so Robert's been very instrumental in helping our team out uh, in that sense as well. But so in the beginning, you know, um, of the challenge, we start off. I ask for a big commitment from everyone. Again, you know, the, the stipulation is, is if you don't perform, then you are off the team. And again, I, I was stressing, you know, the whole teamwork thing, you know, when, when we do get deals together, we work as a team to get the thing wholesale. So everyone goes through the experience and they see, they get to see the moving parts. And so in that sense, when people close deals during the challenge, they actually get to share a paycheck. Yeah. or they get to share funds. And so part of our whole team building thing is that if you're not going to perform, if you're not going to do your part and hold your end, then you're not you're off the team. Why why would we share money with you if you're not going to exactly. hold, you know, your side of the bargain up? So, you know, that's yeah. uh, there's a lot of a uh, social uh pressure as well to to keep going For sure. and moving forward. Which can be very being... positive. Positive peer yeah. pressure is great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, in the beginning, you know, we start very uh, cold, let's say, <laughs> Okay. in the sense that, you know, I think, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges that people have when they first get in this business is just straight up talking to people Totally. because, you know, they, they have a fear. They don't have the language yet. They don't have as much confidence. And, you know, my whole thing is you go and you, you call, you call, you call 50 sellers. Yes. I don't care if you don't know what to say. You just call Love and it. you find them. 
And, you know, they have to figure out ways on how to find. So they have to use a little bit of their brain, maybe a little bit of background, maybe a class they took. Where do you find these people? But the whole goal is you call them, you find them, you call them, you put on a log. Yeah. Everyone can see what you can do. Many of them will call the same people because obviously they go to Craigslist and uh -huh. things like that. But I've gone so far to say if you run out of people to call, pick up the phone book if yeah. it even exists anymore. But something, yes, right? Yes. Just call. You're going to find a seller. Because the goal is to get used to, like you said, talking to people, getting out of your comfort zone. This business is not anyone can learn the fundamentals. I mean, you need to learn the fundamentals, but anyone can learn those fundamentals. What most people lack is the, overcoming that fear of taking the actions mm -hmm. that's actually going to cause them to be successful. I don't know about you, but I see so many people who they want to do everything but what it takes to make the money, right? They, they want to avoid making those calls. They want to set yeah. up this business and this card and read 10 more books and wait, I got to learn this and this and this first and set up my office. And it's like, dude, go buy a house. That's all that yeah. matters. That's all that matters. Well, you know, and that's a, you just, uh, you just uh, brought something up in my mind. You know, it's really funny. Whenever you begin the challenge, everyone wants to know how to do everything now, yes. today, yeah. you know, yeah. before they make the calls, yeah. they want to know how to do everything. And it's like, it doesn't. It's just not possible. I know they no. want to know everything. I still uh, don't know everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they want to know exactly what to say. And, and, and I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to make the calls. You got to fall on your face. You got to fail yes. forward. Fail and forward from fast, there, yes. You will learn. You will learn what you have yes. to say. From there, you will grow into your own skin as an investor. So just go out and do it. So that's basically the first week. Make calls, just that simple. And then and they actually that, know what to ask, right? Before yeah. they think they know what to ask, but they don't even know what they don't know. Yeah. You know? And so what's really great about this experience is they actually come back the following Monday and now they actually have something to talk about. Yes. Hey, what do you say when they say this? Yes. Whereas before, if you've taken a class or anything, they never get that experience because they never yeah. do it. So they don't even know that those are the right questions to ask. Yeah. And so by going through the experience, the actual experience, then now they get to be like, now they can ask the real stuff, the All real, right. this is what I really ran into. Iris, this is so funny we're talking about this because I recently hired, a month ago I hired a new acquisitions assistant and I didn't even talk to him for like the first couple days. I just said, go on Craigslist, get some for sale by owners listing and just start calling people. Mm -hmm. And I think it drove him crazy, you know? <laughs> but but it was so helpful because then later on I'm like, okay, now we have something to talk about. You know, exactly. So yeah, and so you can tell, you can tell if they've actually had conversations or not. Yes, you can. You know, you can. just by the by the nature of their questions. So So week one, they're supposed to make fifty calls to you, you focus you tell them to focus on Craigslist, on um uh, what else do they focus on? Just well, the you know, phone we book you even said. I love it. Just who whoever, call anybody. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you know, uh obviously, you know, I have them come up as a group, who should they call? So, you know, they all yeah, come up with ideas. Yeah. Craigslist, um, for rent signs. Uh, like driving around and just calling for rent or for sell by owner signs. Yeah, buy or, houses signs. <laughs> or you know, our agents or whoever. Yeah. Wholesale, um, yeah, like you said, whole, potential wholesalers, we buy houses, whoever. Pennysaver.com, you know, pick up that penny saver and actually yes. look at that, pick up yeah. the paper, you know, stuff that people won't normally look at. Um, yeah, so any, wherever they can find, you know, pull it out of their butt, I don't care. You yeah. know, talk, Think less, do more, just take action, action, action. Quit thinking, yeah. take action, do it. Exactly.
exactly. <laughs> Quit thinking. Just do it. Just yes. do it. And you know, and you know what's really incredible. A lot of people ask me. You know, uh, I know it takes a lot of work to do the challenge and stuff. You know, I have a full time job. I work forty hours a week. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know what? Believe it or not, in my experience, people that actually have full time jobs do better because yeah. they have no time to waste to yeah, sit there and sit in their mind. You know, sit in their own mind that's preventing yes. them from doing anything because they only have a lim- limited amount of time to get the work done. And so, I mean, truly, I mean, it's just if you stop thinking and just start doing, yeah, you know, no you'll 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 grow in so many ways you don't know. So that's the first week. They come back the second week. They're like, okay, I encountered this, this, this. Now, you know, I ask them. You know, they they have like a little script they can go by, which is pretty general. Just you know, how many bedrooms? How many? Why are you selling? Right. The most important yeah. question. What's your? You know, what's the motivation? And then, then they come back and they we get to talk about you know what did they miss? Why didn't they ask if there was a mortgage? And then they get to see their mistakes, and from there they can learn. So the next week they got to do it all over again. But nice. this time, not only do they have to do that, but now they also got to write offers. Nice. Okay. So. Actually, we don't actually start writing offers until week three, actually, in reality. Um, What happens on week two is we teach them how to evaluate. So now they're making calls, and then now they're actually taking some of the properties that they called and doing evaluations on them. So we use, you know. I love that you have them taking calls before they even learn how to evaluate. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Because then they'd be stuck in analysis paralysis. They wouldn't make any calls, right? They would just be stuck on that one deal. So the second week, they get to actually um, analyze some things, and then nice. you know the, awesome. the engineer types love this week, you know, because they yeah. actually <laughs> work with the spreadsheet and and you know get online and find comps, and you know, and everything in the challenge that we do, you know, we try. There's so many great resources that you can pay for, you know, leads, you know, programs, things like that. But the whole concept behind the challenge is go out there and use all the resources that are available to you for yeah. free. So yeah. if you ever yeah. You know, if you didn't have a budget, if you were just starting out, you can do this right now. You just need the time and the ability to take action. You know, it's it's so interesting that people will spend hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, go to college for five years, and you know, but they they're okay with that because they don't feel like they failed. But we're so afraid of failure. Yet people will not call fifty people on free leads to learn have an education that is paralleled to none because we're afraid of failure. We don't like rejection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you force them out of that. The goal is to, like you said, fail forward fast and get that out of the way, right? Yeah. So we can move onward and actually learn. And then, you know, what's great is, you know, they can fail forward, but they have a team or yes. a network they can come back to and say, yeah. you know, I fell flat on my face here. So what do I do now? And so together yes. we pick each other up Perfect. and say, it's okay. Start yeah. over again and try it again. Yep. And this time, you know, you're going to do it better. So, yeah, that's awesome. So then, okay. So Every week, the goal is still to call 50 people, right? Is that correct? Every week, they still have to call, make contacts. I mean, as we, you know, um, I think what they discover as the weeks go on is that, you know, they're making connections. They're following up with people that they spoke to on week one. They made, you know, they met like an agent. And so those calls, so long as they're in that mode of, uh, you know, this has got to be like they're non-negotiable. This has got to be something that they're doing every day, talking um, in some shape. Uh, manner or form, you know, to some sort of real estate uh, person, whether it be, I don't know, an appraiser, a wholesaler, a seller, a buyer, yeah. you know, they just have to be in that, in that energy, yep. Yep. you know, make those calls so that, yeah, they have to make calls the entire time. Yes. And it's a huge snowball effect and it comes back to you and it's all about the consistency. I totally agree. I agree with everything you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. 
Okay, so so week three, they start to learn how to analyze, and then week four, I mean, is there a point where you guys are like teaching about direct mail or direct marketing? Oh, yeah, stuff? absolutely. So yeah, so they make the calls and they learn how to analyze the deals, then they learn how to write offers. Okay, offers, so that's, that's right. Then how so many offers, offers do they have to make? Do they have a certain amount of offers they need to make or how does that work? Um, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> if they're slacking, I make them do more. If they're doing nice. really good and their quality offers, um, the requirement is less obviously they always have freedom to do more yeah, um, yeah. and uh and you know there's always a minimum requirement or they're kicked out so <laughs> i love that so there's a goal like maybe like five ten offers a week or what or yeah, I've gone as low. I've been as easy as five offers a week okay. but usually about ten offers about two 10 offers, offers a day. Week. it's pretty reasonable totally totally agree i love it so they're calling 10 people a day making two offers a day um, getting their hands dirty. Like, I love it. Love it. Uh, okay. And then Any, as, anything else? Yeah. So then as, as we progress, you know, we start touching into other things. So we have a really huge creative financing component in the okay. challenge as well. So cool. it's not just offers on the MLS, um, you know, on short sales, REOs and standard sales, but we're also contacting, you know, they're, they're making calls on Craigslist sometimes, you know, oftentimes they're agents and whatnot, but Every now and then they'll get like a direct seller. So we teach them how to write the creative offers in addition. So we, we show them how to do the low ball cash offers, right? Uh -huh. to, you know, where you can make profit as a flip. But we also show them how to do the full price, you know, With offer terms on terms. Yeah. Right. So uh, two great ways to acquire property. And For so sure. they get to, you know, it's like working the right brain and the left brain at the same yep. time because, you know, yep. one is just all numbers. And the other one is, OK, how yeah. do I how do I solve the problem here? Totally. So they get that experience as well. So that's really fun. And then the following weeks after that, we do, um, you know, we we do marketing stuff. We do yellow letters. We do postcards. We take them to the courthouse. We actually awesome. take them to the courthouse to look up probate leads, nice. which is real fun. That and I know awesome. there's plenty of services out there. But then again, our whole point is to show you how it's done. So either you yeah. hire someone or you will then find out what the value it is, what the yeah. value of actually paying for something is. But yeah. by going there first, they actually get that experience and they'll know, you know, how it's derived, where the data is derived from. So we go and we look for probate leads. We look for NOD leads. We go to the trustee sales. We actually, nice. you know, have a, a field trip where they go on trustee sales. <laughs> we go, uh, we go door knocking. Nice. I, make them I love it. I make them hang bandit signs. That's really fun. That's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and we do projects like they, they go in teams and they drive for dollars. So we have a whole methodology on them driving for dollars. And, and so it's just an all around, um, you know, uh, overall good experience in the sense that if there's like one little niche that they like, maybe they liked, you know, door knocking. Mm -hmm. Well, then that's something they can focus on. They At least now they on. have. Yeah, a, a background on how to do it, and they're not so scared to do it. And since they've already done it, you know, it'll be easier for them to do it again. They've been exposed to all those things. But, yeah, that's awesome. So, okay. and then the last thing, you know, about the challenge, you know, that I think is is so special, and uh, and has just ever since we implemented it, you know, just the challenge became a whole different thing, and that was the whole mindset part. Yeah, it's huge. So. You know, we, we work on a lot on the skills, the skill part of it. How do you talk to sellers? You know, how do you overcome these objections? How do you write the offer? How do you evaluate a property? But the thing that I realized, you know, because I'm a big personal development person as well. Hi. The thing I realized was that people were still so, a lot of people would come and they were still 
they had all these like uh, weird issues with money. So you can do a deal. And if you, if your mind's not in the right place about money, you're never, number one, you're never going to keep that money or number two, you're never going to keep making money. (laughs) So let's do this, Cyrus. Let's, uh, we only have a few minutes left. I want, let people know. And by the way, we did not talk ahead of time and say, we're going to promote the 60 day challenge. I just think what you're doing is awesome. Um, and whether people are able to apply for your challenge or just take action, I think it's valuable, the things we talked about. So let them know if they would like to apply what they need to do. And then I would like to talk about a little more about mindset and then the clubs really quickly and the amazing panel speaker you have coming up Awesome! and, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up with that. So, okay. Sounds good. Um, well, firstly, I just appreciate you asking about the challenge I got. So it's very near and dear to my heart. And, um, and I know, uh, we've created a tremendous community of people. You know, one, one of the most important things that come out of 60 day challenge is the network of financial peers that they create with the people that they actually play with. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and that's so important when you're doing this business. Cause again, I don't believe in doing this business alone. So, um, uh, if, if they want to sign up, I, I'm only doing one this year. So this is actually kind of uh, fortuitous that we're talking about it because I'm only, our next one actually begins um, in June, June 23rd. Okay, it's cool. the only one we're doing. That's my 10 year anniversary, Iris. Are you serious? Congratulations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Good for you. Okay, Costa Rica. Oh, nice. Nice. My partner's in Costa Rica right now. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, uh, so June 23rd is when it begins. It goes for 60 days, and if they're interested in going, they can go to the website. It's investclubforwomen.com and click on the 60-day challenge tab, and there's an application there, and, and there's a lot of uh, videos and information and um, frequently asked questions that they can look at and, and the pricing and all that. But it is coming up here fairly quickly, so if awesome. they're interested, they need so to sign up soon. There. And for the record, you can go or uh, sign up if you're a man as well. I found that out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my big joke about uh, Invest Club for Women, and it really is Invest Club for Women. It was started by women and, and, Uh, you know, a lot of people, all my staff is women and uh, the the girls that help me run it, they're all women, obviously. Yeah. Uh, But a lot of guys come and they're awesome. Yeah, they're just awesome. awesome. You know, when you when you have a guy come to a place called Invest Club for Women, you yep. know that they're special yeah. and they're totally cool and they they are they're okay with all the crazy stuff we do at the club and totally. I've been I've been to your club before and it's what is it? Ooh, ah, fabulous, fabulous. or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you, they, know, you guys keep it lively. That's for sure. It's very yeah, cool. I we like try it. to, you know, one of our mottos is have fun, make money. Yeah, exactly. So, what, what's well, the I point of boring. making money? Like we talked about, like, if you're not having fun and enjoying yeah. your life, I mean, who cares? Totally. It, it means nothing, right? So yeah, exactly, exactly. Very so, cool. Um, yeah. So I thank you so much. And, you know, all the things we talked about, obviously people can do this on their own. They just have to take the action and just yeah. go. I mean, again, yeah. there is no secret to this business. And, um, you know, like you said, you know, the guru is selling that there's some sort of secret then it's just because they're just out there trying to get your money. Yeah. And I, I always believe, you know, when people ask me a question, I will just tell them the honest truth because what I do know is you can be perfectly honest. You can tell everything that you do. Yep. And, 95% of the people that hear you won't do anything with it anyway. I, yeah, so there's I totally nothing agree. to hide. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I have very few. Obviously, I have my podcast. I have very few secrets. And the only secrets I have are 
the phone numbers of my private money lenders or something like that. Oh, you there know? you go. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people ask me, "Do you have a private money lender? I can I refer you can refer me to." I'm like, "No." <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, my private lenders would not be happy if I gave their numbers out. Oh my god. Holy, that's. They would hilarious. cut me off. <laughs> Which is different than a hard money lender, of course. Anyway, okay, oh, so. Yeah. So let's talk about really quickly mindset and almost kind of like, let's do this. Let's talk about, so you have, you have your three clubs. Let's talk about the panel you have coming up and then let's do like a kind of a parting words of advice regarding mindset and how people can get their mind right and, and be focused. So okay. you're on the, uh, I recently it was a couple of weeks ago. I think you sent me, well, let's talk about the, the big reveal. No, I'm just teasing. So <laughs> <laughs> Iris invited me to speak at her club or be on a panel at her club um, here in a couple of weeks on the 18th, right? June 18th. That's correct. Um, Invesco for when we have, a, we typically meet the third week of the month. So the third Tuesdays, third Wednesdays, and third Thursdays of the month. Awesome. So Justin will be um, our honored guest panelist <laughs> on Wednesday. On Wednesday in Irvine, so our, our our club is at the Cultural Center there in Irvine. You can go to our website for uh, directions. Um, but yeah, you are going to be on a panel with the lovely Holly McCann yep. and Ginger Macias. Yes, so, both of which whom we've had on our podcast before. Yeah, so that's, that's so that's cool. so cool. I had no idea that both of yeah. them had been on your podcast. And so this is definitely going to be one of the power panels. And so, yeah, I invite all your listeners to come. It should be a very lively evening. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you have the one in Irvine and then on Tuesday you, you run a club. Where's the one in, on Tuesday? Where's that located? Um, it's in Glendale and it's at the Robert Holland Associates uh, office building in their conference room on the third floor. We have Jeff Koga as well as Christy Sertwill, who's going to be on the who's panel there. on our show as well. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Both Jeff and Christy? No, no, just Christy. I don't know. Okay, I'll have to cool. get to know Jeff. Okay. And then, and and then, then on uh, Thursday, you have um, Cerritos. I have Cerritos. Mike Foley, who does high end uh, rehabs. Yeah, uh, I've, uh, I've done a deal with Mike before. JJ San Jose, uh, who's done quite a few rehabs in the ghetto in Compton. She likes that area. Now she's moving into uh, apartment buildings, but JJ nice. San Jose. And also Carlos Pena, who does a lot of rehabs out in Riverside. Awesome. Very cool. So, All right, go. So, yeah, so check that out at Invest Club for women.com is that in yeah wait women's investclub.com yeah either one invest club for women either way okay cool very cool um that's awesome well all right so let's talk a little bit on mindset kind of some a way to finish off here what are some things that you some advice you can give to our listeners on how they can get their mind right more and more I see this as a big struggle with a lot of people. It's a lot of it's just so in their mind. Like we talked about, there's not really any secrets. It's out there. We're giving it to them. How can we help them overcome this part? The, the, I'm, I'm tapping on my head, by the way, guys. How can we get over this? Our biggest struggle, our biggest enemy. Oh, well, Justin, there's so many ways to go about this. Um, I'm, I'm thinking right now, you know, how, I, how can I condense it? You know, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a big personal development person. I like going to a lot of classes that work on mindset. You know, I've done the Tony Robbins thing. I've done the T. Harv Ecker Peak Potentials nice. program. I spent a lot of money on those things, but um, but I just find it so very helpful, you know, to keep your mind focused and going in the right direction. I mean, it's all about your attitude, keeping a positive attitude. And like I mentioned earlier, focus is really, really important. Um, for me personally, 
Well, in the challenge, you know, we do Mental Money Mastery, which is uh, by Cappy Pidwell, which yeah, is a great, great okay. program. It's a subconscious hypnotherapy program. And, and I, I totally believe in how powerful your subconscious mind is. So any help we can get, whether you, you know, whether you think it's working on the outside, you know, it's really working on the inside. Any, the way I see it is any help you can get in a positive way, you know, why not do it totally. if you have it yeah. available? But uh, for me personally, you know, the things that really kept me going is, you know, and um, I know this is going to sound funny, but, you know, I have to work out every day. I have to exercise and I have to, I mean, for me, that is, that is, if I don't do that, firstly, I'm really, I'm a serious biatch. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be around me. But I find that, you know, it's just a way to to clear my head, you know, Uh so for some people, for me, it's working out. For some people, it may be meditation. And okay. when I'm really lucky, I'll do both in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I can't really, I, I'm such a hyper person that meditating for me is really hard, but yeah. I know it works for a lot of people. And I'll, I'll, I'll try every now or I'll do, I'll do that every now and then in addition to my workout. So that is number one. You have to keep your, your mind clear. And obviously there's other collateral benefits of working out. You know, you're healthy totally. and you feel yeah. good. Um, so that's probably the most important mind thing for me and then secondly believe it or not i do i have lots of mantras when i work out i have a mantra that that i repeat in my head over and over again like things that you know i tell myself that i'm a powerful investor and i'm a i'm a great you know presenter and i add value to people's lives so you know i create mantras for myself that i just repeat over and over again and again i think you know, some people believe in affirmations or mantras. Some people don't. Whatever floats you boat. I'm just telling you what well, works I for me. Well, I think I, I, this is my thoughts. Whether you repeat it or not, like you have to believe it, right? Mm-hmm. And so if oh, repeating yeah. it to yourself makes you believe that, then great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in points in my life. You talked about we've all been through our financial struggles where I've had, you know, $120,000 of debt living with my brother and sister and like all these several people in a small house with my family, too. And I felt wealthy because mm-hmm. I knew what I possessed up here. And it was so interesting, like not one time did I was I like thinking I wasn't going to get out of this. And mm-hmm. I think you have to have that mindset because the world will bring you down. You know, they will try to take you down Absolutely. and you've got to believe that. So whether it's a mantra or tapping like this on your head uh-huh. or, yeah. or whatever, whatever you need to do, meditate, work out, whatever you need to do to make sure you believe that, like you got to believe that you know, and don't listen Absolutely. to the naysayers. So. I just want to end with these last two things um, that, are, that just came to mind that are very important. One, I surround myself with absolutely positive people. I mean, it's so easy. Like you, you said, naysayers. It's so e- There's so many around. Totally. And I find, um, you know, um, the people that the people I choose to be around have to be absolutely positive. And if you're not, you're not going to be invited to my parties or my circles, or I don't want to be around you. And lastly, um, the thing that's, that has pulled me through anything and everything is just having like an absolutely, just being grateful, grateful all the time. Um, I do a success journal and every night I write down every, you know, five successes or if I can't think of something successful I did, then I just go to gratitude. You know, what am I grateful for? And when you have that, and when that's something that's a pervasive energy around you, I mean, life is beautiful. <laughs> Iris, those are two great points, and that's where we'll end. Thank you so much. Uh, you've been a wealth of knowledge, and we are all better off because of you. <laughs>
Oh, Justin, you're so sweet. So great to finally talk to you. Thank you for having me on your show. And I will see you next week. Yeah. yeah. I can't, can't wait. It's going to be fun. All right, Iris. Awesome. We'll talk to you later. Right. Take care. Bye bye now. Thanks again, Iris, for all the great uh, information. You know, when I do these uh, interviews, and I just feel like I'm just talking to someone and making friends. And I hope you guys are enjoying being able to just be a fly on the wall and hearing exactly what I would say to somebody anyway. Of course, I keep you in mind and try to you know, pull things that I think would help you as well. Um, but I'm hoping that you're getting a lot out of these podcasts. would love to hear your feedback. Uh, you can shoot us an email at info at housewarminghq.com and let us know if you love the show. As always, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes as well. As well. You can go to housewarminghq.com slash podcast and that will take you to iTunes and you can leave us a uh, rating and review on there. Hopefully five star, but you know, however you feel, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can go to housewarminghq.com slash episode 44 to check out the links and show notes for this episode with Iris. Feel free to leave any comments or questions there as well. And I believe that's it, guys. So really quick before we go, you know, I've kind of been on this whole kick of failure and how failure can be a good thing. And so many people are afraid to try anything because they're afraid of failing. And they look at it as failures if I'm a failure and life is over. So yesterday I was reading all these quotes on failure and there are some great quotes on failure and actually the importance of failure. So I'm going to read you a couple really quick as, as we part. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, far better is it to dare mighty things to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoyed nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows no victory nor defeat. Love that. So here's another one here. Let's see. This is J.K. Rowling. Rowling, Rowling. Hopefully I'm saying that right. <laughs> okay. It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well have not lived at all, in which case you have failed by default. So keep those things in mind, guys. In my mastermind group at the beginning, they don't really do this anymore, but it's like they'd make an offer and then it wouldn't get accepted and they'll come back like, oh, ultimate failure. And I'm like, no, you didn't fail. You succeeded. That's what the journey is about. There's going to be nine times out of 10, you are going to quote unquote, fail but that's okay because that's how we learn that's how we grow it's totally a part of the process so you are progressing so uh failure failing fast is good you are not a failure in general though by taking actions in which you do not succeed every single time because that is just not going to happen so get it out of your mind get it out of your mindset i see so many people that are so afraid of failing that they never do anything. This is kind of a more of a recent discovery, I think, for me as I've been educating more and more. Most people, the reason why they don't succeed is because they're afraid of failure. They would rather do nothing than risk someone, oh, what is someone going to think of me if I fail? Or what are they going to say to me when I make them an offer? And blah, 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 blah. But get out there. Fail. Fail forward. Fail fast. Fail hard. Don't do anything that's going to get you killed or lose you a lot of money. But other than that, don't worry about it. Okay? Um, anyway, all right, guys, hope that, uh, you know, that you can get something out of that. Hope you have a great week and I can't wait to see you guys next week in our episode where I will be interviewing Robert Fergoso on how investors can work with agents and how agents can work 
with investors. He's been going around and speaking about this, and he has a lot of great insights on that. So we will be bringing him back. was one of our most popular episodes last time, and we can't wait to have him on again. So we will see you there. Until then, go get your flip on. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com. House Flipping HQ Podcast. Control your future at last. Go. House Flipping HQ Podcast. Control your future at last. Ready, set, go. House Flipping HQ Podcast. Control your future at last. A little. Yeah. Okay. Ready. Set. Go. House Flipping HQ Podcast. Control your future at last. Ready, set, go. House Flipping HQ Podcast. Control your future at last. Ready, set, go. Uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Shh, ready, set, go. Uh, House Flipping HQ Podcast. Control your future at last.